Okay, I wanna I, I wanna start with an ounce of housekeeping. I feel like I feel like I should start excited. Ti ten just finished, but I want to start with an ounce of housekeeping. We couldn't make a show work between group stage and playoffs. That's everybody's fault. We're all gonna equally take blame, including you. You listening right now, you're also privy to this blame. I just want to let you know that. And I'm sorry about that, but this episode that we're recording right now is going to be in two parts. And I don't know if it's going to be two parts that are released back to back or two parts that are going to be spaced out a week or what the what the, the, the final situation will be, but we're here to record for a minute. And, you know, that, that that's cool because I think the thing that we should probably just do dive right into just dive right into because it's been over for literally only an hour and change is i thought jow supposed to be the guy i thought he's the director i thought he is the person who who takes chinese dota and puts it on a pedestal and they go ah that's that's our guy but he made the same mistake that I feel like everybody makes every TI Finals. We have this joke that happens over and over again. You don't ban Nature's Prophet against Alliance. You don't ban Techies against EG. You don't ban Wisp against EG. This keeps on happening over and over every year. And he could have taken Magnus in Game 5. And he's like, no. Spirit could have it. And guess what? We have what is now because of what I'm going to go uh, say, so boldly say is one man's, you know, blissful ignorance. The best anime story in the history of TI. I know people will say that that's recency bias. I know people will talk about OG, but I'll be damned if anybody tells me that Team Spirit winning the international was not the best script at any international I've ever seen. Yeah, so this episode is going to be two parts, and I'm imagining basically this is Ti the the hype, uh, the the hype part, and uh, the other one is going to be Ti the the other stuff. And um, yeah, I was I was kind of wondering where you were going with the hype episode, starting off with not Team Spirit won, but LGD lost. <laughs> But because I was I, like, well, that's a downer way to start. No, I, I, I feel like it's just talk the, about how legendary Captain Jawade fucked up. Yeah, I think that that is just as, if not more interesting than talking about. And like, let, don't get me wrong. Spirit is the more interesting, the better, the more Disney, the, the epitome of what we should be talking about. But I, I constantly, the pessimist, walk away from that match, walk away from that game five and go, oh, man. Ame lost another game five finals. Oh man, how did they how did they succumb to these mistakes again? What what happened? But I am glad that LGD shit the bed because I am so happy for Team Spirit. And I feel like I'm sitting here talking to who might be the number one Team Spirit cheerleader throughout the entire year. You you can play I mean, modest if you want to, Austin, but I you, you, people can pull the tapes. You've been talking about it all year long, how much you like this team, how cool they are, how young they are, how much they just win, and how they're growing. They did it. They did yeah. it. Yeah. They, I mean, um, it's easy because it's from the region that I covered, 
Um, and I was also the host for the second season, meaning I had to be there for all of the games. Um, so I was particularly tied to Team Spirit because we got a lot of interviews out of them because they did a lot of winning and we only do winners interviews there. So uh, we talked to them a lot and all of them were like really incredible to talk to. I think we did get a chance to talk to every single one of the players as well. They all stepped up and said something. Um, and, and I think they all have like really interesting stories, really nice, humble attitudes, you know, like everyone's going to point to like some pub game experience or something. It's all, there's always going to be bad, you know, attitudes out there in pubs and stuff like that. But, um, it seems like in person, these guys are all really nice, really humble. Um, just, you know, just great, great people that you want to be able to cheer for. And, uh, yeah, they, they managed to pull off what is probably the one of the, Probably the biggest Cinderella story. I don't know. It's a, it's a little hard to to say because um, OG like was quantified as lower than Team Spirit. There were higher expectations of Team Spirit um, going into this event, but as a entity, like as a known entity, OG was right. You knew who OG was. The organization had won. You major know No Tail. You, you like, know like... the players that are on that team. Yeah, you know No Tail. You know Seb, right? And it's like, okay, you you know what these guys are capable of. You just don't know what they're capable of with these new guys and under such a short time span. Like you don't know that, right? So they they went from oh they're. Uh, not going to be ready in time who who were these new guys that they brought in to holy shit they did the whole thing i mean spirit was like okay these guys are good we know that but i don't think anybody had them winning ti i i, I just i you know like oh, sure there's some going to be some believer out there uh but like the analysts you know no nobody has them winning ti going into it uh i think most people that i talk to and, I, and i'm pretty sure i said this myself was like top six, you know, like they they actually perform, um, you know, they, they, they also, don't have TI experience. If they actually can perform a TI top six, you know, that's that's good. That's that's good for them. They'll they'll make that far. But it also wouldn't have been surprising if they got like you know ninth through twelfth. Like that would have been yeah. like oh, okay, they're new. Like you know, maybe they had a couple bad games or like ah, couple yeah, bad nine, rolls nine the dice. Ninth through twelfth was was a very solid floor for them. You know, I, I think, you know, most people would expect, OK, they're not going to go out in groups. They're they're a very solid team. Um, and if they end up in the lower lower bracket, they'll make through the best ones, most likely. And if they ended up in the upper bracket, well, nine through 12th is the least that you could do. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I I was burned. So I'm someone who uh, I, I play a lot of fantasy. Uh, my, my my friends and I vary into Dota fantasy. And uh, I love the the underdog play. I, I love the ad finim play. I love the digital chaos play. I love to be able to go, I think this team has something. I like these underdogs. I counted Spirit out against OG. I counted Spirit out against Secret. I, I continually made the mistake of going, you know what? I know they're good. I understand that they can beat these teams. But they lost to IG in the upper bracket. And like they haven't been that special, right? So I, 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 I felt like they didn't have the magic. I, I just assumed what was going to happen 
was that China was going to make their way through the lower bracket and we were going to have like an LGD versus IG or Vici finals. I actually had uh, in, in my TI bracket like China as all top three because through most of groups and through a lot of the games that I watched, I'm like, man, IG and LGG and Vici all look really good. And Secret, eh, I don't know. So I, I was like, ah, this, this is like, this is the China year. Like this, this is like a statement year for China. And, and I bought into that own narrative that I wrote for myself so hard that I'm like, ah, you know what? Spirit will lose to OG. Ah, Spirit, like they're not going to beat IG again. Like, pfft, whatever. But that was, that, <laughs> that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. No, I think I had a very similar setup there. I think I had, um, I think I predicted LGD uh, versus either IG or OG finals. Uh, I think OG, I had them going upper bracket finals instead of Team Secret. Uh, um, so if I actually swapped that around, uh, it would have looked, my bracket actually would have looked pretty good, uh, excluding Team Spirit, who I think I had them like upsetting one team, um, but not going as far as they did uh, i think i had them upsetting team secret is what it was and i was like yeah they could definitely do that and and then you know i just i did the same thing right it's like eventually their luck is gonna run out mm-hmm. right they're they're a good team but it's their first time at ti uh they've shown that they have problems closing out games before um you know and so it was just like okay it, it, even in groups right this is the thing is that the the team OG looked um, like a better and better team as they went on through groups. And then they got to the upper bracket and they stomped all over people. Team Spirit, um, I, I'm not sure how much better they got within groups. I would have to go back and watch. But they got to the upper bracket and immediately lost. And it was in the lower bracket that they got really, really freaking good. Mm-hmm. That they just started making this this long run. And it felt like every single day that we would see Spirit again, they had leveled up. Like the Spirit that we see on Friday is not the same Spirit that wins on Sunday, you know. And and that's uh, pretty incredible. That's that's uh, so insane. Um, and maybe that is some of the power of having such young players is that they can rapidly grow and expand um, on the fly like that, and they're not held down by you know, years and years of, of experience. Dude, I cannot believe how excited I got over the last 48 hours at Magnus Skewers. Yeah. I I have never in my life of playing Dota been like, oh my God, fuck yeah, look at that horn toss skewer combination. But I, 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 was, I was buying it into that. It felt like, why is Batrider even a hero anymore? Who cares uh-uh. about that? Because you could get you could get a full lasso in half a second. You know, I remember uh, I tweeted something out uh, about this patch, and it and it was uh, one of the only heroes I tweeted out about this patch uh, was that I thought Magnus was like super broken because is super broken. And I I didn't even necessarily I wasn't even that impressed by Horn Toss per se. Uh but then oh, the Horn range Toss, on it we, is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Horn Toss just makes skewer that much more insane. Um and this tournament, it it was the spell of the tournament, I guess. If you 
you know, everyone likes to talk about the MVP or the, the, the hero of the tournament and stuff like that. But like the spell of the tournament was skewer. I think that like that ability was just so fucking insane. Dude, I, collapse like one TI. Like it, it, it's been a minute since yeah. I've seen an MVP performance like that. Like that, that is why MVP awards exist is to be like that person made things happen and it was time and time again in that series um i'm also i'm also a big uh, i'm a big bane fan he he's one of probably like the the three or four supports that that i can play hyper competently when i'm not playing a core position and i've always liked bane through through the highs and lows so so to see uh that hero um kind of evolve over the last month and specifically at ti and then have an undefeated grand finals performances one it's pretty melancholy because there's probably going to be some some bane nerfs but um very happy i i I get excited for fiend scripts i don't i don't know why that it's not it's not it's not flashy but I'm, I'm, i'm just over here standing standing my 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 purple spooky boy i i dude (laughs) <laughs> I wish he would stand a little bit more. I had him as my most picked hero, but uh, Ooh, that was that close. Out to be true. I mean, it started getting picked in playoffs, but most picked hero is always dependent on group stage, and it did not get picked very much in group stage. So sad. Yeah, B- Bane rose up. A couple, a couple heroes rose up into playoffs, which which I thought was was pretty exciting. I. I had a pretty. If I if I take a step back and look at Ti holistically, I remember the last time we were talking um, before the group stage even started, uh, and I was like, "Ah, eh, I don't know if I'm really feeling it. I I really I really don't know if I'm feeling it." And even though I didn't get a full Ti experience, which I think it's hard to do when you're when your bar for Ti is like being in the arena with your friends, right? Like it's it's always hard to replicate at home when you're just doing a hundred other things and the time zone's off. I feel like the time zone was that to where I could fall asleep and wake up watching the best Dota in the world every day for basically two weeks, and then get really into uh really get get into playing fantasy and and doing predictions with friends and and watching that that manifest i feel like as soon as i started to uh compete with player cards again and and do well like i was snapped right back into the oh dude it's ti and i'm very excited yeah it's the side content adds a lot right i i think that like the stuff that they do inside of the game, the compendium stuff that they add, all builds to the hype quite a lot. Um, things like you know the the talent uh, voice chat that comes into the game, oh, like something new and shiny, right? And that gets that gets used. You get the the fantasy cards. You get to play out. You have your bracket predictions. That's always fun to be able to play out. The um, just the the fact that it's such a a big social experience i would say like mm-hmm. so many people are watching around the world you open up your twitter feed like you know like anything that's happening it's going to be tweeted about there's going to be like it, the moment some question mark comes out there's just like 20 people who all tweet out a question mark you know it's uh stuff like that it's uh very much a a binding experience i think um between dota fans and uh and I, I think that um, the the tournament was um, rough at times, for sure. But I, I think that they managed to figure out production. Um, you know, I, I think things got figured out. Um, Talent did a good job of making the event hype. I think the production did a good job. Um, they, they had very high production value. 
for the playoffs, the uh, the audience noise actually started clicking during playoffs where it wasn't working out in group stage. I got kind of chills. I got I got literal chills during the grand finals from a fake audience LGD chant. So, oh, is there one of those? There, I actually didn't hear that. So, yeah, they they had to have pulled it from like you know previous TI broadcasts. But I believe wow. it was during Game Three or like right after Game Three. Once once they you know decided to not get swept, there there wasn't there was a fake piped in LGD chant, and I think that was the first time that that crowd noise like I my I know there's no one in the arena. I know it's all being manufactured and produced, but my body didn't care. I still felt all tingly. Which and was I suppose so they, cool. couldn't, they couldn't make up a Team Spirit one because <laughs> they'd never been in a TI before. Oh, that's nah, pretty dude, funny. Congrats to that organization, by the way. You know, you know what that does to Team Spirit, like the organization, like suddenly in their region, like Team Spirit isn't just a Dota team. I know that, like some, I know that a lot of people might not know more about them, but like you know, they field a Counter Strike team. I believe they field a Valorant team. They 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 like have their their tentacles in a couple other esports, and winning TI just like makes them more of a contender in their space even if it's not worldwide yet suddenly you're going to start to talk more about team spirit the same way that you talk about vp and navi and empire when you think about teams that come out of the eastern european region internationally across esports which is really cool and what percentage of ti what percentage of prize money does that aura get you know, like, uh, I, I know, like, you know, all the all the big tier teams and stuff like, no, don't touch my prize money. Don't touch my prize money. But when Spirit signed into to their contract, you know, a long time ago, probably you, something. Uh, I, I would imagine it is it is like five percent, you know, something, something's in there. Five percent is probably a good guess. I, I would say it's definitely within the range of two to ten. Yeah, I would assume so as well. Unless Spirit were like really forward thinking about it, um, which you know they seem very confident that they were going to do well at TI once they got to TI. But I don't know how confident they were all the way back at the start in season one when they were still well. First of all, they they weren't exactly the the same team. They replaced out their four position, I think, and that that's when they picked up Mira. Um, but all the way back then, they were pretty good. Um, they were doing all right for themselves, but you know they they weren't exactly uh, scoring any predictions for going to DI in the first place. You know there was AS Monaco Gambit, there was Navi, Virtus Pro was obviously going to take the top slot. So you know it was like is no people aren't even necessarily putting Spirit in the top three teams to go uh, to TI in Eastern Europe. They so. they had they had to play a game five to qualify in their last chance qualifiers they 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 they, they were like the the wild card seat basically that's cool they were playing out of a broom closet two weeks ago (laughs) there was a kit there there was a microwave behind toronto tokyo got him some good food fueled him for when he needed it most apparently yeah it's just uh it's an incredible story, and I'm sure we'll hear a lot more uh, about what an incredible story it is as um, you know some of their personal stories start coming out as people start doing interview pieces with them, and um, especially coming like the Russian community being able to talk to them 
and uh, and know them a little bit better and uh, get these deep dive interviews in, um, we'll be able to see, we'll get a, a deeper peek into their lives and figure out who they are, let alone, you know, like Valve themselves, right? Doing another uh, True Sight. Mm -hmm. LGD versus Team Spirit. Yeah, Dude, that, that'll they... be an interesting one. I the, the the producer who was making True Sight, I hope that they have some early footage of Team Spirit because there there was a point in time when they're making that documentary where they're like, fuck guys, we haven't been following this team for a week and a half and now we gotta pay attention to them. Does anybody have any footage of them from the group stage? Yeah. Probably not. Pro no, no one was making capturing footage of Team Spirit in the group stage. Uh, yeah, they're definitely borrowing some footage from uh, various people. I mean, I guess they don't have to borrow it from DPC. I'm, I'm sure Valve already has rights to that. So anything that ESL put together uh, for Team Spirit for the Eastern European DPC... Yeah, should sure get that. Those those true side producers, they were attached to Ame. They were attached to nothing to say. <laughs> they they were at the hip of emo and no tail, and they're like, ah, we got this. And then suddenly, Team Spirit's like, fuck you, no, you don't. Um, who I I I know that 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 rightfully deserved. Um, what we're we're giving a lot of attention to, you know, the winners of the largest esports event prize pool in the history of blah 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 blah. But um. What other what other uh, storylines from from TI kind of stuck out to you? And I can start with one uh, that that I that I feel like also verges on the, on the side of pessimistic. Um, I I I got my I got my prediction right about about uh, group stage and and South America just <laughs> not being uh, a region. You you pull that one up and start off the hype podcast of, of post-TI. Hey, TI is over, everybody. Let's talk about it. Uh, can you believe LGD lost? Also, South America sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two storylines you're going for, Joey. <laughs> we, we, yes, we used to 20 minutes right. on Spirit. What what did you say? Did you say South America wasn't going to win a single series on the main stage? Uh, I think I said that, which I, I think I said that. And... Yes, and you were right because two teams got eliminated in groups, and Beast Coast, uh, literally, uh, I I don't even know how to describe. I predicted what they Aster. Did. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that that a Beast Coast versus Alliance was the most insane fucking best of one game i've ever seen in my life and not a good way insane not a oh my god both these teams are battling so hard to stay alive in in like uh what the fuck are we doing here guys kind of insane are I, you telling me okay so hear me out i think that if you count out like sa I, I think if you count out like you know a thunder predator alliance was still one of the worst teams and beast coast is also one of the worst i think that that might be the two lowest ranked teams on the TI main stage together playing a game and they had a fiesta together. Yeah, I would I would kind of agree with that, but both of them I, I mean, like Alliance won, so I'm not gonna say that they, they could have been better because they they were better in that game and they won, but like we know Beast Coast can be a better team. Mm -hmm, they were mm -hmm. just playing really badly. Was and, Beast and Coast also, which is weird because they, they weren't it wasn't bad in like a nervous way. I don't think. I think it was bad in like a super overconfident way. 
uh, because they were one of the only ones to pick their opponents. Uh, they were very confident about being able to beat Alliance, apparently. I heard that, like, someone said that they were going to retire if they lost to Alliance, you know? So we'll see if that actually holds true or if that that's just a, a rumor. But, uh, <laughs> like, that's how confident they were. And they looked like they were just having a bunch of laughs and losing the game while they were doing it. I don't know. I... Yeah, the, the 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 Beast Coast one is tricky for me. I when when I made my predictions, actually, I had so little faith in both NA and SA that my my best of ones were almost all wrong because I predicted um, all of the NA SA teams to lose. Like I said, Aster was gonna win. I said Elephant was gonna win. I again, I was very high on China, and and but the only American team. NASA team that I had out was I'm like oh there's no way Beast Coast is gonna lose to Alliance, there's no way, there's no, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna be the last remaining American team. That was actually the series that I was most confident about in the the bottom four because I I could see Quincy Crew look super nervous and super shaky in the group stage towards the mm-hmm. end of it especially. They looked really just not great let me just say astra gifted them a game (laughs) yeah and uh you know but then they they turn up they manage to beat aster uh undying i thought could it be fanatic but i think yeah like i think i went fanatic in the end um because i thought fanatic was actually a pretty good team i thought those were just like two good teams matching up against each other i was so sure beast coast versus alliance was gonna go the way of beast coast and uh Totally wrong about that. Other storylines, though, uh, to talk about a good one, in in my my viewpoint anyway, would be uh, Team Secret. I think um, Team Secret, not the placement that they want, uh, but literally every single year, the placement has gone up by one. So Puppy is working the kinks out of the system bit by bit. And um, last year, they, they placed fourth. This year... They placed third. Um, they took a game off of Spirit. They had a very close series. Um, they just as easily could have been in the grand finals against LGD. Who knows what would have happened there? Um, but yeah, just um, I, I, I think that that is very impressive. I think this might have been to, yeah yeah. I th- I think this might have been Secret's quietest TI because I feel like a lot of times for the last what two or three years three or four if you want to count COVID uh, secret comes in and people are going to be like this is the team but they didn't have that on themselves this time right like this was everyone everyone was going LGD is the team and they were kind of right about that but and, and LGD proved to kind of be the team but uh, but secret like no one was like ah they're going to dominate the groups or they just came off of dominating Europe or they just won a bunch of lands like secret had that phenomenal time during during our our year of lockdown and covid but but kind of kind of quiet walking into TI and i think even kind of quiet like in the conversation they did really well in groups they 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 did they didn't yeah. win their group but they did really well they they went on to win upper bracket matches they they played a upper bracket final like it's they think the uh there was an interesting stat that had the teams who had played the most games um post the major or something like that like the most official matches played after the major and uh i think it was it was vici gaming 
um, Team Spirit, LGD, and IG, I think were the four. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously all those teams were uh, very, you know, they, they were all, the, those are your top six teams, you know, right there. Um, and Secret was the only one not in that list, alongside Virtus Pro. Virtus Pro is another top six team. So the two that aren't in that list are Virtus Pro and Team Secret, and Team Secret having gotten third uh, were interesting because, yeah, they they didn't play those games. They didn't show themselves. That's why they would in quiet, because they didn't win majors. They weren't super dominant. They didn't show themselves after the major. Um, so, like, the buildup, the hype just wasn't there. Um, for them. People weren't looking at them as being the favorites or even close to being the favorites. I think most people would probably put them somewhere around third to sixth, let's say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, if you had them as your third favorites, well, you know, you're, you're right on the money because that's exactly where they place. So, yeah, uh, just super impressive consistency from Puppy all these years to go from, like, starting off his Dota 2 career at being a uh, TI winner and having attended every single TI and he's still got it, you know, still being able to make third. Uh, I think that's a success. Obviously, I know Puppy doesn't view it that way. Um, I have no doubt he looks at it as grand finals or even, you know, winning the whole thing or nothing um, just because he is so successful. But um, from my view, you know, great success from from him and the rest of secret this year i really liked um yeah i i really liked the opening uh ceremony ages pass i, I thought that i oh, thought yeah, ever had that dope. idea what was a nice touch seeing puppy like start off there and, and and doing that like i think that that was uh i i think that was like a really cool sequence never did that was like pretty smart i don't know i don't know if that was uh taken from somewhere else like quote traditional sports but uh it, 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 it that, that, that was pretty cool that definitely got me excited for ti the opening ceremony, I think, in general was was pretty nice for the main event. Yeah, it was a nice touch for what is a ten year anniversary, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's technically not a ten. Uh, uh, it's, I guess it's twenty twenty one, right? So it is a ten year anniversary because their first one was in two thousand one, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, so a ten year anniversary, 11, of, but yeah, of Ti. Um. So. Let, let, let me touch on a couple other teams uh real quick um evil geniuses thoughts yeah. thoughts concerns comments um lost to a tough team um not sure too much to what to say about them um i think there was just a lot of good teams um they didn't manage to get into upper bracket because they got blocked by undying so the north american crab mentality uh continues on no one gets to succeed everyone gets dragged down to the bottom um so yeah they got blocked out of upper bracket by another north american team and uh had to play in uh, the lower bracket right away uh they beat elephant which was good for them um and then they went on to face up against Vichy Gaming who obviously um was pretty good they they placed top 6 so um yeah i i would say just um not great obviously this team is built to win a ti but also a little bit of bad luck something i don't know 
Yeah, they, I, I, you know what it was in group stage. I didn't feel like they were going to do well in playoffs because I could tell they were just playing cautious. They weren't playing to win. Their their group stage performance was like really all over the place. Like they took losses to good teams, but I think that EG shouldn't be like none of their group stage games impressed me ever. The teams they were beating were like Thunder Predator and Aster. And that was a day one Aster with it with a stand in, right? I don't think yeah. they got another two oh in groups. Um yeah, like they, they they dropped a game to Undying. They dropped a game to Alliance, which um like it 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 felt like that they were never really exciting from the get-go and their and their placement was i think okay so so here are the teams that did worse in group a than evil geniuses aster who was probably the weakest chinese team and also had a stand-in for for four for four matches alliance who i think is the weakest non-south american team i think it's like you know thunder predator and sg are at the bottom then alliance is above them and there's like a gap and then there's like acer yeah um and then thunder predator who didn't win a single game those were the only teams that performed worse than than eg in the groups which i don't which i think is just if you're an eg fan or a fan of those players or what have you is super disappointing that that you're not beating even undying yeah, uh, especially since uh, Group B turned out to be so much stronger. Um, Group B was uh, LGD, Secret, Team Spirit, right? Okay, and Vici. Three teams. And then Vici Gaming, who placed 5th, 6th. Um, and ended up losing to, I believe, IG? Correct. Yeah, they, they lost to IG, which was the number one team of Group A, right? So, in a way, you basically had one, two, three, and then you take the, the first from the other slot and put them in, uh, and that's kind of like your top four teams right there. So Group group B was, in playoffs anyway, so much stronger, um, and that was not the group that EG was in. So um, there should have been more reason for them to be in the upper bracket, but... Yeah, very disappointing. Not expecting this team to stay together. Um, they've always been like a professional organization, professional team. Um, you know, like we're I I don't know how good of friends um, Evil Geniuses are. I expect they do get along and they are friendly and stuff. But I always look at them as they they're not a they're not an OG. They're not a spirit. They're they're not a collective of of friends tightly bound together it's like a group of working professionals you know? so so to that point because i've seen conversation about this like over the over the last couple of hours is are are we looking at like outlier data by considering your point there and the last three ti's the last three people to win ti's are those teams that feel like you know friendship positive attitudes and like you know lifting each other up is is the prevailing force at the event as opposed to uh professionalism or all-star superstar teams like is is that not a fair data point is is that not the case or now suddenly are we saying that you know maybe maybe the secret sauce at ti might be not having your all-star elephant lineup but it might be just being friends um if if you want to look at this data point as um, what it takes to win TI, then I think it's uh, totally fair. Um, and I, I think it's something that like we learned from OG, uh, teams learned from OG, 
and people have tried to emulate that. Um, but obviously that's, that's a little bit of a, you know, magic in the bottle that you, you can't really replicate. Um, it's, it's not, you can't just like force positivity and friendship, um, on a team during like the, the hardest moment in their careers and playing at TI. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I, I think, you know, once again, this kind of cements something that we already knew. Um, but at the same time, if you look at the rest of the teams, right, what it takes to win a TI, that's what it applies to. But if you take a look at the rest of the teams for all of these TIs, it's usually it's it's still the same people that you're expecting to see place highly. It's not like top four is all Cinderella's, you know, it's like it's not like, oh, my God, we didn't expect to see any of these teams. Oh, my God, this team versus this team in the grand finals. Who knew that either one of them would be here? Right. It's like that's not actually the case. Right. The favorites are still a favorite for a reason. Um, but T.I. is like a nerve wracking tournament. And um, and you need something special to be able to make it through. So, yeah, I think the the winners of the whole thing very often have um, that that special, you know, that special je ne sais quoi, you know, whatever je it is, that, that whatever it is that makes the makes them champions. Undying and Quincy crew. Undying and Quincy crew. I Wait, think... you would have talked about all the teams? Oh, do you want me to talk? Uh, hold on. I'll, let me just, I'll just I watch. I thought it. this was the hype podcast. Now you, you want to end the podcast? So let's talk about the teams that lost right away. <laughs> no, I was going to put a positive spin on Undying because I think I spent the last eight months shitting on them. And I think that <laughs> okay. I think that Undying proved something, even if their placement doesn't necessarily reflect that. They 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 made a believer out of me in group stage. They uh, were a very good team, um, and I think they matched up against Fnatic. I think it sucks that Fnatic matched up against Team Spirit, and um, both of those teams probably could have done some good work against other teams. But um, yeah, sadly, they didn't make it through. But uh, I do think Undying, at least, um, there are very few teams that I expect to stay together post TI. Um, but I do kind of hope Undying is one of those just because one, it felt like um, maybe they hadn't got like the most amount of time. Maybe they've been together for, for a bit for this season, but they haven't been able to experience lands, right? So um, that alone made me feel like there was more to this team. Um, and if they do stick together, I think that they will have a pretty, pretty good time of it. Um, but who knows, you know, whatever you do all right for yourself, like you said, group stage, I think they definitely prove something. Um, that also means there's more eyes on your individual players. So team may be able to want to stay together, but somebody of the individuals may get, you know, sniped away to some other teams. We'll yeah. see what happens. I think that that's really sound analysis. I think that if I'm looking at all the teams at TI, I envision almost none of them stay together, which is which is normal. That's not a crazy prediction. But if I had to throw a name out there that could very much stay together, I think right now you can look at Team Spirit and be like, maybe they're going to keep on playing together. That one, that one seems realistic. And then Undying would be the other one that goes, maybe they'll keep on playing together. Everybody else I think is fair game for, for various different reasons.
Yep. Yep. Uh, no, I uh, I totally agree. I think um, any other names that I would throw in there, uh, Virtus Pro, Pop po- six, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I think if they placed a little bit higher, then I would have had them as a shoe in to, to stick together. But uh, I'm kind of hoping that they do anyway, because, again, I, I have them as, like, my favorite for a future TI. But then again, like, the same argument I had for Virtus Pro, I would have applied to Team Spirit, right? Not this TI. It's their first TI. Uh, they're, they're all really young and really inexperienced. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make the magic happen on their very first try. Well, you know, totally wrong about that. I so. mean, VP also <laughs> almost, like, you can, there's a lot of teams that almost knock Team Spirit out, right? Virtus yes. Pro also almost knocked teams. The game three was like a 50-minute game in, in that lower yeah. bracket series, right? Secret yeah. almost knocked Spirit out. LGD took it to game five. Like, it was it was close. Yeah. British Pro also got thrashed by LGD, though. So, I don't know if, if uh, how far British Pro would have made it uh, if they did manage to beat Team Spirit. But still, it's... Um... You know that that is the um, that's the fun of TI, and then there's the the sadness afterwards, which is um, you know depression that the the event is over, and uh, also teams start breaking apart because um, everyone's goal is has you know except for for five or six people, I guess, including the coach, um, you know the, everybody else's dreams have not been obtained, and um, they worked all year, or now in this case maybe two years. To, to be able to achieve the ages. So now, um, if this squad didn't do it for them, they're they're going to try and find something else because, you know, they, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is being able to win a TI. And so that's... Uh, they're, and, they're going to lose faith in the squad that they have here and try and find something better. And this is a long release, right? Because, again, we got that TI that took two years to get to. So there's been people who've been building up They've been building up this nut for a while. There's been a lot of edging, so that might be more conducive to additional swapping than even normal because people are like, hey, man, it's it's been a while since we've had a free market period. Let's go crazy. I don't know. How does the free market period even happen when there's no after party at TI? <laughs> they closed the bar area at some point in time, so um, that, that's usually where some people were hanging out. I don't know. I guess it's a lot of Discord messages now. That's uh, the COVID era, I guess. That's uh, how your new teams are going to be formed post-TI rather than uh, after-party meetings. For sure. Okay, so I, I have a proposition for you. I'm, I'm going to do some live producing, which I, which I probably won't edit out okay. because I'm being lazy. It's just, just, just for the audience. I'm just, I'm just going to... If, if you can stop paying attention for a second, I'm just going to sidebar with Cap for a second. Okay. Um. <clears throat> So we can do one of two things. We could uh, we could probably like wrap this up. No, we just like talked about like the event and the teams, and then we can like go yeah, to yeah, the yeah. other show, which will talk about like the everything else. But like, does the should the every wh- where should we like mesh in talk about like heroes and meta or like talent who aren't you or like the production of the show? Does 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 that go in in this one or do we wrap that into part two? What do you think? Uh, I mean, how how much do people really care about heroes and meta like after the tournament is done? You know, I, I always feel not, like probably not really. I probably, probably people not a ton. Have just been overloaded with Dota. 
you know, at this point in time, that I think they, they mostly just want, like, you know, feel-good wrap-up. That's fair. That's I what I envision. I feel pretty good about Magnus, and I feel pretty good about Hammer Mommy. I, yeah. I, 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 I really think Hammer Mommy could have could have probably seen a little, even a little more play. Some of that Thompson, Thompson play in Dawnbreaker was wild. Yeah, Virtus Pro never pulled that out again in playoffs either, right? I don't think they did. So... That was uh, that was the other team that was playing some Dawnbreaker quite heavily. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, okay. Good, is... good TI overall. I would say. Good I think TI. I think exciting TI for drafting and meta. I I I think it, it generally gets better every year. But I think we're at a really I think we're at a really good spot. Nothing felt broken. Yeah, another great job by the 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 dev team. The patch. Very, very open. A lot of different heroes playable. Obviously, some some things were broken, but that always happens. You know, every TI is going to wash up the the stuff that is most overpowered. What is usually the good sign of a patch is the the how many heroes can be played and uh, very wide variety. Particularly impressive given the fact that we had a pretty decently sized patch um, come in. You know, not so long ago. So. Um, props, props to to Valve, um, props to Ice Frog and the team for being able to to balance the patch for do you TI. Think, really well done. Do you think that they get satisfaction out of that, or do you think that that's just like an expectation, or do you think that like because I would imagine, and I haven't been balancing a video game for the majority of my life, let alone the same game for ten years. I would imagine that like it almost feels like the day to day to them, and they're not going back and looking at Dota Buff and being like. Ah, I mean, they're not looking at Dota Buff anyways. They have private statistics, I'm sure, that are much cooler. But th- Joey. But, uh, what? Remember short and sweet? Oh, fuck. Um, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. Um, okay, so what we're going to do <laughs> is uh, we're going to say congratulations to Team Spirit. And then... Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to press the stop recording button. And then I'm going to yeah, press yeah. the record button again. And then you'll see a second episode eventually. But pretend like time passed. Okay? Great. <laughs>